Aliens Explored is a podcast exploring famous and obscure cases of UFO sightings, alien abductions and other strange events from both a believing and a sceptical perspective whilst keeping an open mind. I'm Stu Jackson, a professional actor and amateur ufologist with a particular interest in the crop circle phenomenon. I'll be debating that otherworldly visitations are real. The truth is out there. And I'm Neil Kelly. I'm a professional actor as well and used to work for the military as an intelligence analyst. I'll be arguing from a more doubtful point of view. I mean, it's all a bit far-fetched, isn't it? This week we have a special edition of Aliens Explored for you. One of our listeners has written in to tell us of his special interest in a number of UFO-related and interrelated phenomena, which we think bear some investigation. Join us as we discuss the links between the Hollow Earth theory, subterranean oceans, and the strange case of American hero, Admiral Richard E. Byrd. Welcome back, listeners, to Aliens Explored, your weekly podcast where we explore UFOs, UAPs, government denials, uh, weird sightings, alien encounters, and all manner of strangeness. I'm one of your strange hosts, Stu Jackson. And, and I'm one of your strange hosts, Neil Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing, Neil? I'm doing very well, thank you. How are you? Um, I'm, yeah, I'm not bad, not bad at all. Easing my way into 2022. It's, yeah. it's a funny old year already. Um, being very <laughs> cautious. Being very cautious. Yeah, cautious, cautious is the word. Yeah, I remember back in 2020, everyone was saying, roll on 2021 when this will all be over. And, um, of course, it just got worse. So I haven't heard anyone saying, right. I didn't, in, in back at the end of 2021, I didn't hear anyone say, roll on 2022. No, do you know what? At the end of 2021, I put a post on Facebook saying, why are you all saying, like, roll on 2021? It's not going to get better, and we're mm, a long way out. I remember. So yeah. I... I'm doing a fucking I told you so. <laughs> Remember, yeah, a, a, a year starts when you say it does. So we're going to oh, say, yeah. okay, well, the new year starts right now. Yeah. Um, from, from this moment on, it will take the Earth 365.25 days to complete an orbit of the sun. From this moment on, that's that's just as valid a year. Oh, yeah. I mean, January yeah. the 1st is just an arbitrary, you know, yeah. clicking or, over or, the or odometer. The, the, those, of us, those of our listeners who work in financial services... Of course, it's the um, the sixth of April is New mm. Year's Day. Yes, yes. Well, as we're self-employed um, actors who occasionally get paid, um... yeah, but that is that is significant for us. Uh, this Chinese New Year is different. It, um, yeah, yeah. It's all, uh, and of course, if we weren't on the Gregorian calendar, I forget what it was that was before the Gregorian calendar. Um, was it Julian or was that? Julian is just where you count the days, isn't it? You don't have months and weeks. It's just it's days. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, that's not what we're <laughs> here to discuss. Uh, so we we have had, um, uh, back at the beginning of this year, we received, oh, sorry, right at the very end of last year, 
uh, get this right, in between Christmas and New Year, we receive... Get a, your story straight. Um, you have no credibility. We have all yeah. the facts here at Aliens Explored. Yeah. Whether or not we use them, that's another matter. No. Mm. <laughs> we had this lovely email from one of our listeners, so I'm fairly new to listening, uh, to us, Israel. Hmm. Um, the, Israel is his name, uh, not the country, uh, we've been assured. Uh, but yeah, um, it, it's not a name that we hear very often here in the UK, is it, Neil? Um, no, no, it's not. But uh, but Israel is very, very welcome as a listener. Uh, now, Israel sent us this, this amazing email, um, raising some really interesting questions. So um, shall I read the email out, Neil? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's, I was quibbling over some personal stuff at the beginning that I'm not sure, but yeah, let's let's read it out. Well, I'm gonna uh, we're just using Israel's first name. We're not using mm. Israel's last name. Um, so hopefully, this will be um, yeah. It, there's nothing too personal, um, but quite interesting nonetheless. Yes. Um, so it goes. Uh, greetings. As a result of chronic indigestion, assisted no doubt by my own lack of due care, I don't sleep especially well. Do you know what? That's something I relate to very, very heavily. <laughs> I'm sure um, all of my listeners do. N- not indigestion, but the, oh, sleep mm. is terrible. Anyway, uh, Israel goes on. Uh, Consequently, I find myself sleeping on my couch watching TV as opposed to sleeping in bed. Um don't want to disturb my wife or simply awaken uncomfortable or in pain myself. I've taken to watching tons of videos on UFOs, aliens, etc. At first, I just found it more amusing than informative. After all, the bulk of the info doesn't change much. I sighted lights in the sky that I couldn't explain many years ago, so I don't blow off the phenomenon, but I don't pretend to know what it was either. Sorry for the ramble. No, we always like a good ramble we, on the show, do. do we not? <laughs> if you listen to a few of our podcasts, you'll realise, yeah, we do, we like to digress. Digression is our yeah. middle name. It's Aliens yeah. Digressions Explored. Yeah, yes. <laughs> mm. Anyway, Israel continues. Um, I discovered your podcast recently and I like it. Entertaining and non-hysterical. Oh, thank you. That's what <laughs> we... That's what we aim for. I think yeah. Neil gets a bit hysterical sometimes. I, I do. Get a, so. I get a bit excited sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd like to share my conclusions thus far and ask you to explore the aspects that might be underrepresented. First, I approach from a sceptical perspective regarding extraterrestrials. So he's Just- on my side of the fence. <laughs> <laughs> the space journey will be long, and I doubt we are so important as to be worth it if it were even possible. But I like to think that we're important mm. enough, eh, Neil? Oh, I'd, I'd have my doubts. I'm, I'm <laughs> <there>. <laughs> anyway, I assume the phenomena are terrestrial or local. This suggests either hollow earth or interdimensional travel or existence. This would also explain the UFO fixation on nukes. It affects them. I wonder if they helped put a stop to testing... Government isn't usually proactive, unless it's to line their own mm. pockets. That's a whole other thing. Mm. <laughs> We're not shy to yeah, express our opinions here. Um, anyway, the email continues. So, for possible future shows, is Admiral Byrd's private journal real? What do we know about the hollow earth theory, including the discovery of water much deeper in the earth than previously imagined? <laughs> 
Still seems far-fetched, but ancient and alienated civilization might be advanced, yet small, inadequate to taking us over, but contented to keep us at bay. Just some thoughts. Well, Israel, that's an absolutely lovely email, uh, and we thank you for it. So what we've decided to do is to address those issues in this special listener special episode. Are you up for that, Neil? I am up for that, and and having looked into them, they, they kind of all tie in together, Admiral Bird and Hollow Earth and um, oceans of water under the, under the subsurface. Yes, indeed. Um, as as far as so to look first of all, though, at the length of the journey being far too much, and are we too unimportant? Hmm. I think so. I, I I don't discount the whole. It's interdimensional aliens or it's terrestrial aliens. Um, I don't want to discount those at all. I think there's a lot of credence in those theories. But I also don't like to discount um, them traveling these long distances either. For our level of technology, it's impossible distances. Mm. I absolutely, utterly agree with that. But then, 2,000 years ago, traveling to the moon was an utterly impossible distance. Well, 100 years ago, it was an utterly impossible distance. Actually, yeah. 60 years ago, it was an impossible distance. Yeah. So, where are we going to be in a thousand years' time? Where are we going to be in a million years' time? Hmm. What technologies, what um, natural phenomena would be available to us that we could use Hmm. to travel what are currently impossible to imagine distances? Yeah, quickly. and and also introducing the interdimensional aspect of it. You know that UFOs could be the modern equivalents of fairies and hobgoblins and and other such and and ghosts and ghosts yep. that, that that actually when you see a ghost walking th- across your room and through the wall, you're actually see you're actually you know th- there's been some disruption to the. The, to the energy which creates your reality and you, you it's allowed your window into a, another reality that's as Stephen Hawking pointed out you know everything happens simultaneously we're not we experience our lives as a linear experience but time doesn't really work like that so what you're seeing is someone in another dimension and they're walking through the wall because where they are the wall isn't there exactly are you seeing them in another dimension are you seeing them hmm. in a different time hmm um, are we seeing through time when we when we observe? Yeah. You know, our friends at Central Utah Paranormal would probably be able to steer us straight on that. Sort yeah, of that'd be interesting. I'd be interested uh, to hear their, their view yeah. on that, whether whether UFOs are really just yeah, effectively yeah. ghosts from another dimension. Exactly. But to come back on to Israel's part, I, 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 instantly, I, I hate to disagree with a listener, but I I definitely wouldn't want to rule out just because of the distance. Um, definitely wouldn't want to rule that what what are your thoughts on the distance thing um i think the distance is i mean we know how far away things are we know how long it takes to get a a vehicle to mars we know that it will take a a year traveling at the speed of light to get to alpha centauri the nearest 
star beyond our own solar system, isn't it? I think it is, isn't it? Uh, Proxima Centauri. Uh, is it Proxima Centauri? Is it and is it a year at the speed of light or something like that? Which uh, we we can't imagine. We can't we can't imagine travelling at the speed of light. No, and we can't we can't imagine you know, the the length of journey that that would that would entail otherwise. But there are other possibilities. There are interdimensional wormholes, that kind of thing, where you fold space in half and go mm-hmm. through a go through a shorter journey. Um, yeah, well, we can imagine uh, that sort of thing because it's part of science fiction. And it's part so of science. clearly we can imagine it. Well, part of real science theory as well. Mm. Well, Al Kubiera is working on what is basically a warp drive. Yeah. Currently. But uh, the, the, I think the thrust of what Israel was, was pointing us to was about uh, Admiral Richard E. Byrd, who is a fascinating historical character, mm. um, a veteran of, of two world wars, and who was involved in all sorts of Arctic and Antarctic exploration. Yes. And there is a supposedly secret diary that came back that was the secret diary of Admiral Byrd that came back from an expedition to Antarctica in 1947 in which they in which he had this encounter with these with these beings um his aircraft which is a I suppose it was a 1947 aircraft I mean he flew to the Arctic in fairly primitive aircraft in mm. in in the early 1920s um but but yeah they they encountered these people who were who who sound the description of themselves like the, what the what the Nazis would describe as the master race tall blonde strikingly beautiful people um yes physically very impressive um who lived in the hollow earth which was accessed through antarctica Yes, which was a green and fertile valley, quite warm. I think he mentions um, in the yeah. diary at um, 74, 76 degrees Fahrenheit, something like something that. Something like that. They're flying over this vast ice cap and then suddenly they see trees below. And, and he reported also seeing uh, what he thought at first was an elephant and then realised it was a woolly mammoth. Yes. So yes. this is all in this Admiral's diary. Um I must write this diary in secrecy and obscurity. Mm. So well, that- I mean, it's funny you mentioned the Nazi thing. So he encountered um, some flying discs, which were marked with swastikas. He said a kind of swastika, and and when he met, when he was taken to meet the master, mm. uh, this is all getting increasingly fascistic. Um, he he referred to their they they'd sent. Um, some of their craft out to sites of, of nuclear testing and, and nuclear attacks in the case of Japan, um, and referred to them as their as their flugelrad. Mm. Well, flugel is German for wing, and rad normally that means bike. I don't think they're talking about a flying bicycle. Um, flugelrad put together. I, I looked in. Uh, I had to look it up. Um, it means impeller. Right. So the kind of propeller you would have inside. Um, Oh, and like so, a, a jet turbine would uh, like have. A, like a jet turbine. That would be an impeller. I guess it would be an impeller. Right. But, it, okay. but it's actually propelling the vehicle. Okay. Oh, interesting. So um, it's, it's small, internal, and with many blades. That's, a, that's an impeller. Right. Uh, just to go back on the swastika thing, um, mm. now just to be clear, the, the swastika itself was adopted by the Nazis, but it is in fact 
thousands of years old and was mm. a, um, a a pagan good luck symbol. I mean, that's why it was adopted by the Nazis. Mm. Not not many pagans use it now, though, as a good luck no. symbol, do they? Uh, as a result of Germany yeah. co-opting it, uh, um, mm. Nazi Germany co-opting it. Uh, but, it yeah, it's... <laughs> well, there, there were lots of... Um... Lots of that kind of symbol around in 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 the nineteen twenties, nineteen thirties. The 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 Kuomintang in China had a symbol very much like that. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think fascistic groups in in Spain or or Ireland had a sort of three legged kind of oh the Celtic leg thing. Yeah, yeah, three legs. There's right. a yeah. name for it. Yeah, they, they were they they seem to be very popular kind of motif so the swastika was just another one of them but that's the one that's i suppose least acceptable in yes. polite society these days um or in any but it does um so admiral burr's <laughs> description you're absolutely right you can see a lot of parallels with nazi germany but it makes you wonder assuming this is all true and that mm. this race does exist is it that <laughs> germany has inspired them or that they have inspired Nazi Germany? Well, it, it's, it's, it's known, it's a matter of record that the Nazis did believe in the hollow earth mm-hmm. or prominent Nazis did. And it's known that they went looking for it. They, they actually did mount a, an Antarctic expedition. They went to other, they went to the Himalayas and all sorts to discover. They, they were interested in finding Aryan cultures around the world. So it's known that they, they did do it. Now this is, this is written in 1947 at a time when it was speculated that a lot of senior Nazis had escaped. Uh, I remember seeing a documentary uh, years ago called Hitler of the Andes about the, the, the FBI's attempts to try and track down Hitler, the, the possibility that he had escaped that that wasn't his body in the bunker. And apparently the FBI only gave up their search for Adolf Hitler in South America in 1975 when wow. it was deemed that, well, if he is still alive, he's way too old and decrepit to be of any use to or any, any danger to anyone. Yeah, 1975. So we're talking 1947 here, two years after, less than two years after hostilities. We're talking February 1947 mm. after hostilities ceased. Um, I'm interested in Admiral Byrd. Did he have some sort of fascination with the Nazis? Was was did he harbour those tendencies himself, as so many military men unfortunately do, as I discovered in my own time in the military? Really, you'd think they'd be very anti. Oh no, I mean um, far right. The far right, um, they're very much into their you know their their hierarchies and their systems of authority and obedience and swearing oaths and all this kind of thing. all goes with nazis all goes with i mean there wasn't much of a difference being between being in the wehrmacht and being in the waffen ss you know in in the german army of the early 1940s mm. um they they, they they there was a similar kind of mindset there right well um from what little I understand about uh, Rear Admiral Byrd, um, I don't believe he had Nazi sympathies. I've never read anything or heard anything that suggests he might have done. Any more than any other 
military man might have might have a, a certain regard for um, an effective fighting force, like as the Nazis. Well, there's a, there's a technical appreciation is one thing, um, mm. and admiration is another. <laughs> I, I mean, when, when we see when we see Nazis these days, we tend to see very low educated, fairly moronic people, very violent people. Yes. Just being oh neo Nazis, neo Nazis acting as assholes. But the Nazis of Hitler's Germany have this capability of fascinating, of you know being these something something more. Yeah, you know, they're, they're 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 more like something out of a Marvel comic. Yeah, you know, they 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 dabbled in the occult. Mm. They had these occult symbols. They they developed these technologies that were way beyond what um what the what the Allies had. Yeah, you know, they were the the first to bring jets. Jet aircraft mm. um, in, into the into the airs. They, they first used um, drones and ballistic missiles. Uh, they had the best tanks. They had the best. Their, their infantry were the best, best equipped, the best helmets, the best. You know, we even in yeah, the British Army still have a jerry can because yes. that it was the German-made can that was so much better than the yeah than the the British-made ones at the time. What well, we mentioned was, about going to the moon. Earlier, well, of course, yeah. that wouldn't have happened were it not for the Nazis. Were it not for Werner von Braun? Yeah, and Operation um, Paperclip, and yeah, what have you? Yeah, absolutely. So back on, back on track with Admiral Byrd's mm. claim. Then um, this diary was kept secret all of his life, um, mm. and it was only released was it fifty years later? I think by his son. Right. Uh, his son found it and released it. Um, now, a number of things. Admiral Byrd himself has... There have been attempts to discredit him. Hmm. And that's a theme we've seen time and time again with um, anybody going public with UFO encounters. Well, there, there were attempts to... Dis- well, there, there were certain doubts you know, early on in his life um, uh, regarding his first expedition to the Arctic, mm. um, where it's claimed that he wouldn't have made it, it, it given that the, the flying speed of his aircraft um, and, and the time that it took him to fly off and come back, that he he wouldn't have made it all the way to the Arctic. And there there are there are disputes over the the the, the sextant readings he was taken to show that show where he was. Others have come to his defence, saying that there was an anti-cyclone which would have given him a tailwind on the way there and on the way back, which would have made it possible. I don't know. So, but so from early on in his career, there's this kind of. But that 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 he rose to prominence as a result of this disputed journey, which was in 1920. Well, I'm, am it? I right in thinking it wasn't disputed at the time, though? It um, was only afterwards, and. If you're looking at the timeline as I understand it, it would have been after he reported back to HQ about his mm. experiences with this hollow earth. Um, yeah, so I'm talking about 19... He's, he's 1926 that, North Pole flight. Yeah, that's when the journey took place. But was it disputed at the time? Or was it disputed 20, 21, 22 years later? Um it doesn't say um, since 1926. Doubts. So presumably from you know, from 1926, or I don't know if it's just 
but it's saying doubts have been raised, defences made and heated controversy arose over whether or not Bird actually reached the North Pole. In 1958, Norwegian-American aviator and explorer Bernd Balken cast doubt on Bird's claim on the basis of his knowledge of the airplane's speed. He claimed that Bennett had confessed to him months after the flight that Bird and he had not reached the pole. And then Bennett died in 1928 during a flight to rescue downed aviators in Greenland. Um, so, yes, but the, de- the, re- the diary wasn't released until 1996, the diary oh. of, his, of his 1926 flight. Um, Indeed. But, but revealed erased but still legible sextant sites that sharply differ from Bird's later June 22nd typewritten official report to the National Ge- Geographic Society. And it goes into the details of the sex readings, but basically what he wrote down at the time was different to what appeared in his official report at the end. Okay. I mean, I, I wouldn't know enough to explain mm. more. But if there was queries about it, why was he so well decorated? Because um, the queries came so much later, I guess, you know, yeah. long after his death. But the, it go. was that, that flight in his Fokker... Um, F7A 3M trimotor plane that uh, that that took him to prominence, Pro- got him promoted to the rank of commander from lieutenant or lieutenant, I should say. Sorry, that's um, it's interesting. But what what do you make of the Sun posting or, or publishing this? This journal, this hidden secret diary. I I can only speculate as to his motivation. Part of it, it could be well, his he wants to keep his father's heritage alive. His father obviously did do these historic things. He played a role in both world wars. He was involved in early Arctic and Antarctic expeditions. But there are these weird things around them. The you know, the, the the Hollow Earth people and. Uh, and and that apparently or that disputed very first flight, which kind of got him on the map. Okay, uh, so so the diary itself was published in ninety six, but this is sometime after um, Admiral Byrd's son himself had died, but mm. he had found it and sort of made it public. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, and what do you think about Admiral Byrd's son's death? Is that something you're aware of? Um, I didn't. I wasn't aware of that. No, it was okay. a mysterious death. Uh, Sixty-eight years old, uh, found dead in an empty warehouse in 1988. Uh, not long after he'd made the um, the Diary Public. Did it say what he died of? Uh, Uh, apparently died of malnutrition and dehydration Mm. the police said now obviously it has been theorised widely within ufology that uh, he was murdered Mm. for and and again you know looking at some of the history of things that we have discussed that's not the first time we've heard that story no. You know, some whistleblower comes up and then they die shortly after. 
fueling conspiracy theories. It does indeed. Um, but yeah, so Admiral Bird is an interesting one. Now, there's a lot about this that we haven't covered, but I'm conscious that uh, the episode time is getting on. Um, hmm. Israel also wanted to know, for example, about the discovery of water much deeper in the Earth than previously thought. Um, so, I, I, I first heard about this. Um, I was referred to it in a, an argument I was having with my religious brother because um, he started talking about Noah and the ark and the whole world being flooded. So I said, well, where did all the water come from then and where does it go? Because there's a fixed amount of water on the planet, isn't there? And that if... if all the all the clouds in the sky emptied that wouldn't flood the earth if the pole caps melted there would still be parts of the earth <laughs> above mm. above the surface um one of the things that i'd thought earlier was well wasn't the the area that's now the mediterranean wasn't that once dry land and didn't that flood so could it have been a story about that that oh there are definitely areas like that yes um no question at all, and you, you've got the theory of Atlantis and, and legend rather but, and things like that. But no, but the Bible no does the Bible does specifically refer to rain. It, this is caused by forty days and forty nights of rain. It wasn't it wasn't a sudden it wasn't a sudden mm. um, mountain breaking down, re- releasing a, a a torrent of water from a nearby ocean. It it was um, yeah. And, and he settled his ark on the top of a mountain in Turkey. Um, but um, so my brother said, well, it was that there's more water subsurface on this planet than there is on the surface, which is a hell of a lot. Mm. Um, although, Two thirds uh, of the surface. Yeah, that it all came up, uh, sort of flew into the air, came down as rain, and then went back underground again. Um, no, I don't, I don't believe that either. Uh, apparently, most of this subsurface water is is locked inside rocks. Okay, it's not slushing around like a lake. It's actually inside rocks. An awful lot of it. Uh, oh, intriguing. Um, mm. I mean, could it not sort of erupt into the sky like a volcano erupts magma? Um, it could if it was loose water, I suppose, and it suddenly got superheated. But it's, you know, it's. I don't know. I, I, I don't think so. Even if a super volcano like Yellowstone went off, I'm not sure it would release enough water into the atmosphere to, to flood the planet. Oh, if Yellowstone went off, that would be the end of all life on Earth. Yeah, but we wouldn't be and underwater. We'd be buried under... And here's well, the scary thing. It's 50,000 years overdue an eruption. Mm. That's a yeah. whole other thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we're, we're, as, as we reach the end of this episode, just want to say we're on borrowed time, folks. So, we are you know, <laughs> quite literally. Yeah. Quite literally. Um, okay. Well, we've reached the end of our our session. So, I mean, thank you so much for um, for writing into us, Israel. Uh, I hope that's answered some of your questions about our opinions <laughs> on it. We've, we've done justice. So, at least, have had some sort of. Some sort of serious discussion about the issues you raised. Well, yeah, absolutely, and I think Admiral, but it bears looking into. Now, mm. let's let's summarise, uh, focusing on Admiral Bird's diary, his secret mm. diary. Neil, bottom line, is it real? The secret diary. Yeah. Um, it might be real in the sense that Admiral Bird actually wrote it but I don't believe that it's a true account. 
And then that's it. There's the second possibility. Yeah, he never wrote that. Someone else wrote that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Rather, sorry. Uh, rather than yeah, is the diary real? I mean, was his account accurate? I mean, it could be that, like so many people, he liked to amuse himself by writing fiction. And this was this was a piece of fiction that someone said, "Oh, let's just say it was his diary." So the original mockumentary is that the original the mockumentary? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I, no, I think there's a lot of credence in it. I think, I think there are a lot of themes that keep coming up time and time again within ufology in his account. Um, the Nordic aliens being a predominant. Mm. Uh, one there, uh, the types of technology, the benevolence aspect. No, I think it, it's. I, th- I think yeah. he stumbled onto something. The, the Nordic Aryan aliens with their flugelrad, yeah, <laughs> flying machines with with swastikas all over them. Yeah. Absolutely, I, th- I yeah. think I think I think Admiral Bird stumbled onto this, and yes, he's. Um, I think it's very real, and I believe that the Nazis had also previously stumbled on or got information about this and were emulating um, mm. this exact thing. Um, I think there is a lot to unpack within all that, definitely. Mm. But what do you think, listeners? Let us know what you think, Israel, of course, and all our other listeners. We would love to hear your thoughts on Admiral Byrd's secret diary. Um, not to be confused with Adrian Mole's secret diary. Uh, but uh, that's for our UK listeners. Mm. That's a comedy book. Anyway, um, yeah, so do let us know. You can let us know by, via the usual means. Uh, you can email us aliensexplored at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us wherever you like to listen to your podcast. And a little bit of a small favor to ask here do give us a review because it does help other people find podcasts like ours. Um, it is literally just Neil and I sat in our respective studies recording this over over Zoom. And, uh, yeah, so we're, we're not kind of a big production like so many um, so many podcasts out there. So any help you can give us, give us a review. Uh, share us. Hmm. We want to get the word out there. We want so- to get conversations going, don't we, Neil? Yeah, so that we can become a big production. <laughs> Pay for this stuff. <laughs> That'd be very, very nice. Yeah, send us first. money as well. Yes. <laughs> we have to set up a Patreon one day, yeah. maybe. Who knows? Mm. Uh, but in the meantime, yeah, we just uh, we just need you to to spread the word. Um, don't forget to join us next time. Got an interesting one going back to the 1800s, the early 1800s, Neil, um, and Japan for the what's called the Atsuro Bune, which Atoro. is Atsuro Utsoro Bune. I'll give At- you the spelling off air, don't worry. Okay. Um, and this is where a strange, possibly alien woman is washed ashore in a strange, possibly UFO craft. Very, very interesting. You don't want to miss that one. In the meantime, listeners, keep watching your email inboxes for any brilliant emails that might come in and the skies. Take care for now. Catch you next time. Bye-bye.
Aliens Explored is a Fiegel Films production in association with Juicy Falls. Music by Darren Mafucci and editing by Stu Jackson. Find us on Twitter and Facebook by searching Aliens Explored or visit aliensexplored.com. <laughs>